They say this cat brother Craig is a bad brother. But I'm talking about Hatchet. Then we can dig it. The really real deal with Brother Craig, the Hatchet Man, every Saturday. Who is the Hatchet Man? Where is the Hatchet Man? Who is this Hatchet Man and where can we find him? Okay, okay. Brother Craig is the Hatchet Man and you can find him at WMTW 820 The Answer. The really real deal with Brother Craig, the Hatchet Man, on 820 AM WNTW. Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on Virginia's Big Dog Radio Program as we listen to a little bit of It's a Man's World by James Brown. And uh, that certainly is uh, what it is. And uh, we we have coming up our guest, Dr. Jerome Corsi. And and, uh, James Brown, uh, yeah, he can still sing It's a Man's World in the background because uh, we have a shown up onion-toting patriot and watchman on the wall uh, with us, Dr. Jerome Corsi. Dr. Corsi, how are you, sir? I'm great. It's great to be with you. Thank you. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's quite an honor. Uh, I don't know if you know this or not. We've uh, been, uh, I've been doing these interviews. This is my ninth year. And uh, you. you are now our number one interviewee. And that's, I know it's been a couple of years since we've had you on the program, but this is actually your eighth interview here. And oh, wow. uh, I'm a big admirer of your work. And, uh, you know, you, you really tell it like it is, and you do so without fear, which is one of the things that a watchman on the wall cannot have fear. And uh, and you're not only a, a class A um, investigator, but fearless in speaking the truth about what your findings are. Well, I admire that you. I'm honored by your words, and I admire that you uh, have noticed. I'm just you know working at it daily, trying to do my best to bring the truth out. Yeah, yeah, and um, you know, and and I. And I and I think it's undoubted that uh, you and uh, Eugene O'Neill are probably personally responsible for the reelection of President George Bush. I mean, he was behind. Well, of course, the you know the media they always say the Republican is behind until election day. <laughs> right. Well, but Glenn O'Neill, my co-author with Unfit for Command, uh, was was a Swift Boat veteran, and he he was uh, he's a great American. It was an honor to work with John and Swift veterans in writing that book in 2004 and um i've been pleased to be able to write written quite a few more and continue to work at this yeah and um it, the, the battle goes on it does not stop yeah yeah and you know the this you cover such a wide breadth of subjects i mean this the swift boat and, and, and it's a shame that the term swift boating now means the opposite. They try to say to swift boat someone is to smear them with a lie. And what you actually did was you you told the truth. I think 2,000 swift boat veterans signed an affidavit saying the book was true. And John Kerry had eight swift boat veterans that said <laughs> the book was not true. I mean, well, 2,000 to eight, is that's not even in the same ballpark, okay? Well, and, you know, I, I, I think my book, Abomination, which I wrote in 2008, also um, really set the 
public straight as to who Barack Obama yes. is. That he's really a, a hard leftist. He is very um, hard. Yeah, and, and, and determined to bring down the United States. Um, I think his. Um, you know, I have no idea what his true religion is, but I think his his sympathy atheist. Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Atheist uh, with a smattering of Islam, culturally. Cultural, culturally. Culturally, yeah. Yes. I, mean, I think Barack Obama culturally is comfortable with Islam because he grew up in a Muslim environment in Indonesia. It, yeah. You know, he went to Cairo and said he'd experienced Islam on three continents. I don't know that he's truly a Muslim believer, you know, Islam believer at heart. Mm-hmm. But uh, but culturally he's comfortable in that milieu mm-hmm. and and that's obvious and he has supported the Muslim Brotherhood and some of the most radical elements yeah. in Islam which I think is you know again part of his hard left the hard left has decided to join with Islam to bring mm-hmm. down radical Islam you know not the not the core of Islam but radical Islam. To bring down the United States, yes, and we're we're seeing it today in the uh, the resistance to Trump movement mm-hmm. that is essentially anarchist in nature. I mean, this is a leftist anarchist movement. But isn't this Doctor Corsi always what the left does? And and many people feel like this is uh, what they're doing to Trump is unusual or and I and I keep hearing all these superlatives used in reference to what they're doing to Trump but from my recollection this is this is what they always do and I call them really I call them the coalition of evil that the dem not not you out there Ma and Pa Democrat but the the leadership of your party the Democrat party the communists the socialists the fascists the atheists the radical homosexuals you know not some little you know, homosexual that's selling flowers or wanting to, you know, paint his house pink, whatever, just but the 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 hardcore radical homosexual, the hardcore radical environmentalist, and more most importantly, Dr. Corsi, the Muslim fundamentalists. They the all the people that believe that your rights and my rights come from them as opposed to what people like you and I believe, uh, Dr. Corsi, that our rights come from God, that when we're born, we're already free, which the founding fathers agree with. And, and you know, you go back into the, uh, I agree entirely with what you said. I mean, this is the hard left. This is, you know, these are the uh, people in the streets wearing black, breaking windows, trashing cars, starting fights with people. These are these are radical anarchistic thugs, like you saw between wars in Germany, mm-hmm. you know, the Weimar Republic, trying to cause the same kind of disruption, and co-opting legitimate movements that were for human rights, like the civil rights movement of the 1950s, I mean, 50s, mm-hmm. 50s and 60s. Martin Luther King uh, would never have had anything to do with these hard, hard left. He was Right. People find it hard to believe, but Martin Luther King was a Republican. And, mm-hmm. As and was his deep, father and his brother, Reverend A.D. King. They All three of them were Republicans. And in that era, it, again, I think uh, Dinesh D'Souza has done some very good work on this, that the uh, people forget that in the, going back to the Civil War, it was the Democratic Party that was the party in favor of slavery. And through Reconstruction, 
It was the Democratic Party that was in favor of segregation. In 1948, mm-hmm. Strom Thurmond walked with the Dixiecrats, walked out of Harry Truman's convention uh, because Harry Truman wanted to integrate the military and he wanted to begin a series of civil rights laws that would have ended segregation in the South. Mm-hmm. The South was all at that period of time, you know, the hard core racist South was Democrat. Mm-hmm. And the, the the forces that wanted to get uh, true integration in the South, you know, were really beginning with Eisenhower, Republican, who introduced the first civil rights laws and, you know, did things like send the, the troops to the awful Forbes to open mm-hmm. the schools. Yes. Uh, that was all Republican. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Democrats were not in favor of those measures at that time. Yeah. And, as were and somehow, the as were the Abraham Lincoln era civil rights laws. A lot of uh, same thing. Same thing. Yeah, Republicans for Democrats against. As was even the right for women to vote. Again, Republicans in favor, Democrat against. In fact, when you watch the movie, you know, Spielberg's movie on the um, passage of what was the Thirteenth Amendment, you know, that basically um, ended slavery and started. Uh, blacks on the on the path to equal rights. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you watch that whole movie, and Spielberg never makes the point that um, Abraham Lincoln was a Republican, and the yeah. forces in Congress leading that movement were Republican. Well, they co-opted it, like, it. it. What he makes it look like Abraham Lincoln was you know a form of a, a former day Obama. Yeah, which was nothing. It was absolutely not true. What is it in the psyche, Dr. Corsi, of, of Republicans that cause Republicans not to be able to open their mouths up and speak simple historical truth about the nature of uh, the two parties? And I, I make the case that even today the Democrats are still the party of slavery because, for example, universal health care, as invented by Vladimir Ilyich Lenin, Lenin's direct quote was uh, universal health care is the keystone to the archway of socialism. And and yeah. the purpose of socialism is communism. So you free free anything, whether it's free food, free health, a free house, a, a free Obama phone, is nothing more than a piece of cheese on a great big rat trap. Am I overstating it, Dr. Corsi? No, you, you've got it 100% correct. And, you know, I, I think the clear problem is that uh, what, what we're talking about is, all of communism, socialism, what the democratic hard left has become, is lies. Mm-hmm. And the principal lies is always want to get biblical about this. Is Satan and Satan's got an upper hand. It's easier to lie, and people are more easily going to believe a lie mm-hmm. than they are going to struggle to discern the truth. Yeah, because the truth includes an element of responsibility. And what the Democrats have all done, what Satan does, is that blame the other guy. You know, your problems are his fault. He did this to you. Mm-hmm. You know, side with me. I'll make it right for you. Well, that's, that's yeah. enslavement. But you they, know, every, everybody's got to be responsible for themselves. And what the what the core values of our founding fathers were were based on individual responsibility. You know, responsibility to believe in God, responsibility to be moral, mm-hmm. responsibility to enter into a form of government that was limited government. And, you know, the, the left has said, oh, no, we'll take care of that for you. Just 
leave, give us the power and we'll, yeah. we'll make you free. They, they're violating the first commandment, uh, no, have no other God before me, and they, they want to be worshipped. That's right. And I, I, and I think, you know, right-thinking people all across the world are, are getting on to uh, the, the lies that, you know, radical Islam, extreme, how can the left embrace, you know, the, the worst in Islam when it's so fundamentally brutal to women? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I, I just, it's hard to imagine why the left, which has championed this, you know, feminist movement, it's, it, it's, well, the only reason they do is because radical Islam will side with the hard, hard radical left. Yes. To oppose the United States, to oppose capitalism, to oppose individual freedom and individual responsibility. And so the goal is to enslave everybody. Yeah. And and as they bring uh, Muslims and intersperse them throughout our population, they create anxiety and friction, which the, the left benefits from friction and anxiety and hatred and, and, and fighting uh, they benefit from that, and whereas yeah. our side, we benefit from peace and, and prosperity. The left yeah. does not benefit from peace and prosperity, which is why, in uh, like in your black ghettos, you you um, and it, this is amazing that under Barack Obama, you would have thought that poverty would have declined in these communities, but it increased. And I've been making the case that this is purposeful, not some messianic Obama that's trying his best and those dastardly Republicans are getting in the way, This they, they benefit from poverty. That's why you have a poverty industry. Uh, it, it, am I overstating it again? No, I think you're right. And I think the problem is that, you know, it's Saul Linsky 101, rub raw the tensions, rub raw yes. the social conflict, intensify class hatred and class, you know, suppression. And, you know, that means the Democrats have no intention. Lyndon Johnson, when he signed the voting rights bill, said blacks will vote for us for 50 years. Now, that's not what he said, Dr. Corsi, but I understand why. (laughs) (laughs) I understand why you put it that way, but he was a very crude speaking man. And he said, we'll have those niggers voting for us for the next 200 years. But I respect that you didn't want to use that word. But, see, I'm I'm brown enough where I can say that. (laughs) Well, I I consider it to be a word I don't tend to use. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. But, you know, and I hope I didn't shock any listeners out there. But, you know, we we deal in truth on this program, and that's that's the way he said it. And uh, he, he even spoke like that in the presence of Dr. King. Uh, Dr. King, one of Dr. King's sons gave a speech uh, 20 minutes from here at Virginia State University. And he 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 says that uh, his father told him that President Johnson spoke like that in his presence. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and and I want to draw a distinction on, you know, on Islam. I mean, I I support it. I walked 200 miles years ago, a decade or so ago, with the Iranians who wanted freedom in their in Iran, I, I get the mullahs out and get radical Islam out of the Green uh, Revolution, two thousand nine. Yes, and Obama and did, nothing. Oh, that, did nothing. That that beautiful young woman that bled out in the street uh, on YouTube, yeah. and Obama backed off and let the mullahs stay in power. I didn't know you and, you were helped. That man, that 
Again, you you always well, you always on the right side, Doctor Corsi. I, I rode Atomic and ran, and after that, we we had a march from uh, Libertyville to Philadelphia to Washington, and um, you know, I was almost everybody who was on that march was Muslim, and you know, again, th- there are people of, of good faith across the world who want. Islam to be a legitimate religion, not a radical terrorist political movement. Doctor Zudi Jasser. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and you know, these are the voices that need to be heard in Islam. And and again, what's happening is that the hard left is is bringing radical Islam, you know, terrorists into the fold because they want the chaos. They want mm-hmm. the they benefit from that. Yeah. They benefit yeah. from it. And, and you know, I think American. I think it's Donald Trump's election. Of course, now we've got Donald Trump every day after the hard left attack and the relentless. You know, they just will never stop at doing everything they can from within and without. I mean, mm-hmm. you've got them within the bureaucracy, within the White House. That oh gosh, are, are are still loyal to this leftist ideal of Obama and Hillary Clinton? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I read on your Facebook post this morning, Doctor Corsi, about Mueller, and um, and 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 how he's always been the Clinton and Obama fixer, and that uh, he's the guy that uh, approved the Mark Rich pardon, and um, uh, and I think he's also now I didn't read this on, on in your post, but I I think he's also the guy that squashed uh, the investigation into Hillary very early on. And, yeah, uh, I, I'm going to be writing more about that. I wrote some about that because I showed that um, he did not investigate Hillary on the Uranium One deal. Mm-hmm. In fact, he went on a mission where he brought uranium to Hillary, to, to Russia, on, at Hillary's instructions. And we still don't, I don't really know what that mission was all about, 2009. Yeah, and we only know about it because of a WikiLeaks yeah. cable that was released. Yeah, yeah. But but Mueller, Mueller also. I'm going to be writing a lot more about Mueller because oh, good. Uh, Mueller not only uh, ended the grand jury that was looking into the Mark Rich pardon, which you know basically Mark Rich's wife paid for with donations to the Clinton Foundation and Hillary's campaign. Yeah, eight hundred thousand. Pay to play. A lot of money. Yeah, yeah, speaking okay. of money, your latest book, Dr. Corsi, Partners in Crime. And, and right. folks, this is a man who's had six uh, best-selling, uh, New York Times best-selling books, two of them at number one, and, and I predict this one is going to make it to number one, uh, Partners in Crime, the Clinton scheme to monetize the White House for personal profit. You, you've got to get this book, folks. But... Um, you know, and if you, the book will shock you. I mean, as you read it, and I thoroughly footnoted it so you can see everything in it is true, but how the Clintons repeatedly exploited misery. You know, an earthquake occurs in Haiti. The Clintons rush in, and they basically steal about a billion dollars. Yeah. And the Haitians, they are still mad. They, uh, I mean, they were actually, there was a group of them that was protesting at an embassy here in here here in D.C., uh, to bring attention to what uh, Bill and Hillary did. And, you know, they, and, and no one will investigate it. No one dares investigate the Clintons. And, 
know, you have had Comey, Comey and Mueller work together on this. Comey, Mueller also was the one who, for George W. Bush, was in there, you know, lying about weapons of mass destruction, and we had to go after Saddam Hussein for the weapons of mass destruction. I brought Colin Powell into that. I mean, all mm. of these people have since said, you know, what do we need to be fighting this war in Iraq for? I still don't know why we're in there and why we're in Afghanistan for all these years. What have we accomplished? I mean, you know, I, I don't think we've done anything in the Middle East except further destabilize it. Yeah. Dr. Corsi, I have a, a question for you about Bush and Clinton. Uh, yeah. And I, and I, I think, you know, intuitively I may know the answer, but what is it about that relationship? If it was truly the elder Bush sort of, quote-unquote, adopting the wayward Bill Clinton uh, to mentor him, we would have seen a change in Bill Clinton's behavior. But instead, you just very recently, you had uh, Bill Clinton and, and George W. Bush, the son, uh, up on a stage together, yucking it up. And, uh, and, and these guys are just, they're hating on Trump, but, but even Trump says uh, of the Clintons, they're good people, and I, I don't see that. So what is it about these guys? Um, it, you would think that they would be enemies in the, in the way that a, a righteous person would be an enemy to uh, someone that was intent on uh, committing mass murder or a or, or, or billion-dollar theft. But well, I don't, we don't see that, though. There's three initials that explain it all, and that's CIA. Um, if you'll recall, Preston Bush in the 1930s with Brown Brothers Harriman financed Hitler's rise. They were leftists. They were socialists. Remember, Nazis, National Socialist Movement was on the left. That was the grandfather, Prescott, the senator? Prescott Bush. Yep, Senator Prescott Bush. Financed Hitler. George H.W. Bush was in the CIA uh, back to the Bay of Pigs days uh, and lied about it. Head of the CIA. Uh, Bill Clinton was part of the CIA operation bringing drugs in from Colombia. Remember, the CIA runs the. That's the Mena Arkansas connection. Yes. So now, th- so that wasn't just for money. That was no. <laughs> the CIA runs the drug trade. They do this as their off-the-book slush fund, and they've been running the drug trade. Intelligence agencies have been running the drug trade since the uh, opium wars in China in the 1800s. The British started it. The British intelligence agencies through Iran. We're producing heroin and opium and bringing it into China. The Namazi family in uh, Iran was very involved in this, became billionaires. The Namazi Hospital is where Valerie Jarrett was born. Mousy family, M-A-U-Z-I? No, Namazi, N-E-N-E-M-A-Z-E-E, I believe it is, Namazi. Oh, okay. One of the Namazi was a big donor for John Kerry and for Hillary Clinton. He's now in federal prison for bank fraud. Mm -hmm. And I attended a deposition he gave 
uh, where he was swearing he wasn't working for the Mullahs, but the, the Namazi family has been working for the CIA and the Mullahs from the very beginning. And so in World War II, out of China, the Nationalist Chinese were running the drug trade. The CIA got involved, the OSS it was at that time. The CIA took it over in the Kennedy era, and that was one of the major reasons we fought in Vietnam, was so the CIA could maintain its drug trade. Yeah, now, and I remember when I interviewed you for your book on who shot Kennedy, you made a yeah. very profound statement that H.W. Bush could not recount for a reporter where he was on November 22, 1963, simply saying he was, quote-unquote, somewhere in Texas. Yeah, and I've had numerous first-hand reports down there, people who swear he was at the Adolphus Hotel the night before, which was right across from Jack Ruby's Carousel Club at the time, and right across the street. And, um, you know, the, George H.W. Bush is intelligent. The Clintons are owned by the CIA, and that's how they're protected. John Brennan, who was head of the CIA, uh, was the one who sanitized in 2008 Barack Obama's passport records. It was stolen when John Brennan was running a private security firm. John Brennan moves into the White House. John Brennan, I believe, became a Muslim when he was overseas with State Department and CIA. Uh, in in the Middle Eastern countries, sincere or as a, a cover, pet. sincere or as a cover. No, sincere. He speaks Arabic. He's oh a goodness! <laughs> I'd have more he respect headed, for him if he was trying to trick them. <laughs> no, he had, he, he headed the CIA. Yeah, you know, and and he's still. I, I I've named him my tweets and read my tweets. I'm I'm uh, naming that John Brennan was behind Sexton's Richardsburger. Hmm. Wow. And wow. I, I think this whole thing is a the Clintons and you know, the intelligence agency. Uh, Jim Mars just died. He was the guy who wrote um, Crossfire and uh, the Fourth mm. Reich. He's a good friend of mine and I, I really miss him and already and uh, yeah. we spent time together and you know, he did some um, the, groundbreaking work on the deep state and okay. I now, speaking I of deep state, Doctor Corsi, could could would, do you have a few minutes to hold over for a little bit on the other side of the break? Just a few minutes more, I can go with you. Yeah. Okay, I appreciate it. Well, all right, folks, we have with us Doctor Jerome Corsi, as promised, and uh, we're going to take our top of the hour news break, and we will be right back. Here's the best news and talk. AM 820 WNTW Chester is the answer. Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on Virginia's Big Dog Radio Program, The Really Real Deal. And we have our fantastic guest, Dr. Jerome Corsi, his latest book, Partners in Crime, the Clintons' scheme to monetize the White House for personal profit. And Dr. Corsi, thank you so much. You've been so very generous with your time this morning. 
My pleasure. Thank you. Always good to be with you. Yeah. And uh, now I know you don't have a lot more time left, so I want to ask you one really big, huge question. <laughs> okay. okay. Because you've, sure. you, you've laid a lot out there uh, today. Uh, every, every four generations, this nation goes through uh, a thing called ekpyrosis, the, the end of one era and the beginning of another. And they're always exactly four generations apart. Uh, Revolutionary War, exactly four generations later. The Civil War, when that, that old order was wiped out, four generations later. World War II, the Great Depression. Uh, and now we're four generations after that in the established order that was set up. As you say, the OSS converted over to the CIA and the things that, that were done and the, and the political climate went through the, the same four phases, it always goes through a spring, a summer, an autumn, and a winter. So here we are, Dr. Corsi. We're in the winter of America for the, for the fourth time, hoping to have a spring on the other side. What does it look like? What will it take in this winter season? And this is a season folks don't like because they say, oh, it's ugly. The president is crude and rude, and our politics are... Uh, combative and abusive, but it's always like this in order to kill the old system off and have the new one be birthed. So what well, what will it take to for the CIA, the Clintons, and things like this so we can get back to equal protection under the law, for example? Well, I think what you're seeing right now is that this is the, the death throes of globalism. This is the death throes of the you know, the idea that we should be all one world government, one currency, United Nations. I mean, this is the, the bankers, uh, the Federal Reserves, the central banks controlling everything from behind the scenes. Uh, this is a, a form of politics where the CIA, the intelligence agencies, the globalists, the bankers, the drug dealers uh, all got together so they as elite can be rich all about money mm -hmm. and the common person left in this is finding increasingly that uh, we're all left out of the equation we're just meant to be the, um, the, the the slave fighter that goes kills the trenches fighting these globalist wars mm -hmm. and I think people are tired of it I think people are looking at both parties Republican and Democrat and saying, we don't need either one of them. They're both equally rotten at the core. Uh, we don't need the CIA. We're just going to run drugs and, and tape everybody's conversations. We need to have everybody's conversations in America recorded for. And they're doing it. Yes, they are. Uh, what, are what do we need to have, um, you know, our countries invaded by radical terrorists and criminals from south of the border who are here, you know, with gangs and you know, murdering and raping and killing and stealing and creating chaos. That's not what people want. Now, do uh, you see it, as I do, Dr. Corsi, that they're doing this purposely so that we will, like you said, the Saul Alinsky uh, playbook, rub things raw so that we will cry out for government to, quote, unquote, do something? Yeah, and they, they expect that the, the end result of this will be people will say, well, we'll give government more power to solve the chaos the government created. 
Mm-hmm. And then, then the government will, last stages just use the play out the theme and and use that power they were given to the people. So how do now we circumvent be, them? How do we, you know, how do we, for example, um, the the CIA protecting the Clintons? And it's so Trump starts out saying we're going to lock her up, and within a week he's saying, "Oh, they're good people." So does yeah, someone well, get to Trump and say, "Hey, you can't." You can't touch the Clintons. Uh, is that what happens? I think what's going to happen with Trump, I think basically he's got Trump, uh, you know, Jack Kennedy, when he was lied to by the CIA and the military and the Bay of Pigs, he woke up and he said, you know, these people are lying to me. And he pulled the plug. He wouldn't send in the B-26s and he that I'll take the embarrassment. I'm not doing this. At some point or other, Trump is going to realize that his Department of Justice is against him. The CIA is against him. People in the White House are against him. He's been lied to, daily lied to. At some point, he's going to get tired of it. Because I've seen him do this before. You know, he'll go with a certain group. Priebus came in and said, I can help you. I know Congress. Let me do it. I'll get you a health bill. Well, Priebus was... Republican National Committee mm-hmm. is owned by McConnell and Ryan and all the elite GOP that don't want any change, just want to be Democrat-like, just want to have more power to the government, more government spending. Well, Trump is going to say, uh, I'm tired of this. He fired Priebus. Uh, General Kelly, the clock's already running. He's out of there as soon as Trump figures that out, too. Uh, McMasters, all of these guys who think that they can make Trump do what they want him to do, don't understand they're about to get, they're about to be thrown out. Because mm. Trump does wake up just like that, and it's not pretty. It's going to be a mess. Mm-hmm. We're, what you're seeing in politics in Washington, D.C., might as well get used to. It isn't going to get any better than this. Mm-hmm. It, until the people start thrown out, Democrats and Republicans alike and start electing people who are truly sworn to the Constitution or truly people of God who truly believe in America mm-hmm. and who truly believe in the middle class, which we need to reestablish, because the key to all these globalist movements is to destroy the middle class, take their guns, remove their Bibles, and then imprison them. Mm-hmm. And that scenario ends up you know, with a quarter of the people of the world killed in a nuclear war, maybe more, maybe half. Yeah. And the globalists will be just fine with that. Oh, yeah. They have bonkers, and we don't. And they're happy to just kill all these people because they view them as useless anyway. Yeah. And and, and for the audience, that, that might sound preposterous, but are not the Democrats the party of death anyway when you look at abortion, how they fought against malaria, which kills mosquitoes, and, and which means more people get to live? I mean— Everything they're about yeah. is is it increases death. The little small cars, more people die. I mean, they 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 give the appearance of literally being the party of death, as as you say. And certainly, it's no argument that they're the party that is opposed to to religion, particularly Christianity. And you know the the whole determination right now that I cannot figure out why the Democratic Party wants to go to war with Russia. They're just determined to go to war with Russia. Of course, the Democratic Party was also 
Hillary Clinton was getting paid under the table for giving uranium, mm -hmm. 20% of our uranium to Russia. Podesta was getting paid through a company called Jolie, which was a Russian money laundering company will, in the Netherlands. Will they Trump prosecute Hillary? Will, will, Trump, will Trump prosecute Hillary uh, for that? Or? Eventually. I think eventually. He's going to come down to realize that, you know, if the Justice Department is allowing Mueller, who is a Clinton operative, to go after, and a CIA operative, to go after um, him, he's going to one day say, I'm tired of this. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm driving over to the Justice Department, and we'll fire a bunch of people. Jeff Sessions doesn't want to do it. I'll, I'll fire him that day on the spot. And that's it. Do you have any names of people to replace? Because you've made a, a bold statement. Now, last week I predicted that uh, Scaramucci would be out. I said that Saturday, yeah. Monday he was out. Now, today you have said General Kelly is going to be out. Yeah, General Kelly's going to be out. Uh, Jeff Sessions is going to be given a chance. If he does begin an investigation against the Clintons, if he does begin turning the tables and really examining the truth of what the last 20 years have been about, the Clintons under criminal prosecution for the way they've run, run the Clinton Foundation, going after the emails, going after Obama lying about the NSA. He goes after the Democrats. If Sessions has the guts to do that, he'll stay. If he doesn't, if he, the clock is ticking on Sessions. Mm -hmm. He's going to be given a choice. And I know, I know Jeff Sessions. And, you know, if, if we get to him and explain it to him, he may do the right thing, but the path he's been on uh, was path Trump was ready to fire him two weeks ago. Yeah. So a bunch of us talked to, to Sessions and through intermediaries and said, begin something, and he began this leaks investigation. Well, mm -hmm. that'll satisfy Trump for about 20 minutes, but it isn't what he wants. <laughs> the MS-13 the, uh, uh, MS thing, that'll... I mean, why don't we just shoot a bunch of them? Well... I prefer we did it by the, the rule of law, and I prefer we arrest the criminal gangs of all kinds and get them out of the United States or get them put in prison, all kinds. And uh, the MS-13 is a particularly vicious gang. Uh, I'm going to have to pretty much here kind of say, um, I conclude, because I've now got family coming on. Okay. Thank you. And so, um, this... I appreciate the time today. And uh, Oh, we appreciate it. Again. Yeah, we appreciate it, Dr. Corsi, and uh, you're welcome uh, to share this microphone anytime, sir. And God bless you. Much success with the book. Well, God bless you, too, and thank you for the show today. I really appreciate it. Okay. Thank you again. God bless you, Dr. Sure. Corsi. God bless you. Bye-bye. All right. Well, all right, Virginia, we're going to take our uh, quarter after the hour break here. The book is Partners in Crime. The author is Dr. Jerome Corsi. The Clintons' scheme to monetize the White House for personal profit. And uh, boy, we got a whole lot uh, more than we bargained for. And every, every second of it was wonderful. Uh, we're going to open up the phone lines on the other side of the break. 804 454 1366 is the number. 804 454 1366. A man and his microphone. Brother Craig. 